Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. That's when God really helped me and I bought, you know, syllabus, O-Level London, you know, and all of that. And I began to, you know, and looking back now, I now know it was an attack. He wanted to take me out. I was sick. I was at home. It was in Ikoi. Number 32A Glover Road. Still there. It's opposite now, first cardiologists. It's on the same road as uh, as um, Ikoi Hotel. It's now given a new name now. You know, anyway. I was very ill. I didn't know. You know, my mom thought it was malaria. My mom had gone to work because my mother was a lawyer. And she used to work in Ministry of Justice in what is called the old secretariat, you know, and all of that. Anyway, director of public prosecutions. So, I was at home. I was on the bed. My auntie, who is still alive, Mrs. Sumba Bayagbona, that's my mother's immediate junior sister. She's 93 this year. You know, she got brought up. She just swung by our house with her car. And um, she saw me. So, look, what's wrong with you? She said, I'm not feeling I don't have malaria. She said, This is not. You know, she said in Yoruba, malaria. I can see your eyes yellow. What's wrong with you? So, you know, she just said, Look, let me take you to the hospital. Don't let's, you know, this is, I think they've been giving me anti malaria, but it wasn't working. And quite a long story short, my auntie bundled me into her car. And they said I started, you know, getting stiff or something. So they put a spoon. This is a true story. They put a spoon in between my teeth. And my auntie, she, she, you know, she drive. She started, took me to St. Nicholas Hospital. Still there. You know, championed by... Um, Dr. Maja Kudumi, who was a family friend, all you know, they all grew up in Lagos together. So my mind just, I can never forget. As we passed Ikoi Cemetery, in those days, you know, you had to go through that, you know, because they hadn't built a co bridge or whatever, you know, or they had just built. I can't remember. No, they hadn't. They hadn't built, they hadn't built it. So um, the one that goes to Victoria Island. So we have to come through the this thing. I can never. I was looking out of the window like this, and I was looking at the cemetery, and somehow I knew I was going to die. And I said, it's a simple prayer. I said, God, please don't let me die. Don't let me die. My auntie rushed me to the hospital, phoned my mom. Those days there was no cell phone, but we had. Um, ordinary phone. So I think my phone said, you know, my mom's name is Kafaya. Those of you who know, say Kaf, Doctor Wabamimbe. You know, that's what her sister told her. You know, so rushed me to Saint Nicholas. My mom came. You know, they admitted me. 
they put drip, everything, antibiotics, you know, and they said, this is not malaria, it's jaundice. I would have died. Probably that day, I would have died. This is jaundice. Within two or three days, I was fine. (laughs) Boys would be boys. I was okay, you know. And I forgot. Forgot the mercy God showed me. True story. Forgot, you know. There was a nice movie that was showing in Plaza Cinema, which was just a step away from the hospital. I made friends with one of the nurses, very fine girl. She was a little bit older than me, but she must have been maybe about 17, 18, something like that. I was 50, 14, you know, going to 50. You know, so I said, please, I want to go and watch that movie, you know. And they mustn't know. Because I'm not supposed to leave the hospital. And she cooperated with me. I wore my clothes, sneaked out, went to watch the movie, sneaked back, and my mother came and saw me in bed. <laughs> boys will be boys. Mercy. Talk about mercy. And that's how I survived. But looking back now, somebody, God must have raised somebody somewhere. Who was praying for me? I prayed, but I wasn't born again. Ken Hagen said his mother was praying. He actually went to hell. And if not for the prayers of his mother and maybe other people that God raised in the spirit to amplify his mother's prayers, what would make that voice talk and that thing leave him alone? The power of God. Say, if thou make thy bed in hell, thou art there. It's important for us to pray. You don't know how many people God is snatching out of hell. Every day. Because of your prayers. As we close. The Lord is not slack. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. But he's long-suffering. That was why I shared that testimony. You know, and all those years, 14, 15, 16, I came to UI. I got people witnessed to me. I didn't listen to them. You know, I was just, you know, long-suffering. I remember so many times when I'm going to Ibadan or I'm going to Lagos on that terrible road. This was before the expressway. Pastor G, remember, that terrible, the old Ibadan road, those drivers, they would just take off. They would, they would overtake people, when, you know, over at the curve. My heart would go up like this. And, you know, I didn't know God. I wasn't born again yet. But somehow, I would say, God, please, save me. I don't know how many times I would have died on that road. Or going to Ife. We will leave Ibadan at 9 o'clock at night. 8.30, 9 at night. Going for a party in University of Ife. Be a convoy. Cars and bikes. Doing 120 miles an hour. Stupid boys. Throwing our lives away. And some of us did die. 
My dad told me he was not going to buy me a motorbike. I wanted a bike like everybody else. I wanted a Kawasaki 250. Everybody on campus had a Kawasaki. And I went to my dad. And I said, Daddy, you know everybody has a bike. I need a bike on campus. Daddy said, never. He said, your late Uncle Larry. That's the person Larry is named after. My father's fourth brother. They act, he had, my grandfather had six sons. Two died. No, five sons. Two died. Then the three we know are my dad, Uncle Femi, and Uncle Bology, Larry's father. Uncle Larry, is the one Larry is named after, was in West Germany. Brilliant fellow. He was doing accountancy. He would have come back. He would have been a big man and all of that. And he had a German girlfriend. And they went on a bike. And died. My dad said, you will never have a bike. So you will not go and kill yourself. And he was 100% right. Many times we use our own money to kill our own children. No willing that any should perish. But at all should come to repentance. Turn to the neighbor and say, God is not willing that anybody goes to hell. That's why we need to pray for them. So you know what happened? I'm going to close. I know it's very sober, but we need it for motivation. So when you're praying in tongues, you're not just you're saving souls. Snatching them. Now let's go back to Jude as I close. Verse 1. Verse 20. Yes. I want to start from verse 20 because that's one most Christians are used to. Say, but ye beloved... Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That means praying in tongues. Watch this. Keeping yourself. This is a consequence of the praying in tongues. In the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Give the Lord a clap offering. Praying in tongues will pull them out of the fire. You don't know what you're praying. Maybe there's that person in Czechoslovakia. Or there's that person in Japan. Who is now at the gates of hell. And your prayer in Nigeria. Is what the Holy Spirit we use and draw him. I'm going to say something else. I'll go to Psalm 102 and close. I want to say something else. Many, many people who die. And to you, they don't get born again. God saves them through this. If Kenneth Hagin had died that day, would have said he went to hell. But he didn't go to hell. He had accepted Christ by the time he came back the third time. If he had just died, there would have been, we wouldn't know who Kenneth Hagin is, 
But he wouldn't have gone to hell. Because he was snatched out of the fire. Psalm 102. Who's still on my side? See? You know what? This thing, it puts a heavy responsibility on your shoulders. And on the other hand, it gives me a sense of um, hope. I remember when my late uncle died, Uncle Femi Johnson. I can never forget. The year is 1987. Ichinu is just two months old. Ichinu was born in June. Uncle Femi died in October. If I remember the date right, October 19. But he had a stroke. He was in his office in Broken House. He had a stroke. The blood vessel in his brain burst and he collapsed in his office. His secretary called David. David is his son, my, co- my first cousin. Diana was not in town. She was in England. Called David. Somebody called. I don't know who called me. I think one of the drivers, somebody called me. The uncle is in. They had to rush him to UCH. I rushed down there. Bolaige of blessed memory. Chief Bayo Akinola of blessed memory. Myself. My wife. David. We were all around the bed. It was in UCH at first. Uncle was looking helpless. I almost started crying. And my uncle was such a strong person. You know, but he always has a sense of humor. I can, uncle, even in that condition, he was smiling and looking at me and, 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 and he that call out Tokumbo then. Tokumbo, thanks for coming. I'll be okay, don't worry. Crack joke was cracking jokes with the Balaige. You know, later Balaige, the governor, you know, we're all there. I said, God, my uncle must not die without Jesus. Even there, I was praying, but they didn't know what I was doing. Just pray quietly. Don't. I went, you know, went back home. The doctors were managing him. My second uncle, uh, Larry's dad, Governor Brigitte um, Johnson, you know, was chairman of Julius Berger. So he phones Julius Berger. They bring, and arrange an ambulance plane. So they come and take Uncle Femi from UCH and flew him to Weisbaden in Germany, where all the experts of brain surgery and everything. I was here in Nigeria, that housing, um, Sultan Bilo Hall flats. I fasted. I didn't eat. I said, God, my uncle, he's been so good to me. I prayed, prayed. I, did, I prayed in tongues. Phase after phase, life scriptures, tongues, lays after phase. Sunday morning. I said, got the message. Uncle Femi's dead. Wow. It's a big blow to me. But I had that second anyway. Must have done something. I didn't leave him alone during that time. Spiritually. I believe he made it. See, folks. 
This God we're serving is a good God. Look at Psalm 102. I got I got to close. Mm-hmm. And look at verse 15. Good. Uh, uh, I was talking about this time of the glory of God. The Lord shall build up Zion up here. Now listen to this. He will regard. I didn't hear you. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come and the people who shall be created shall praise the Lord for he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary from heaven did the Lord behold the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner and to loose those that are appointed unto death. Stand to your feet. Snatch them. Snatch them. Snatch them. To loose. They're appointed. But you can do something about it. And you know, Ken Hagen's experience is such a, I thank God God had him to write it down. He said he was, he, he, look at Ken Hagen's experience. He said he was, he, was, he was out of his body. But he was coming up from hell. That was when he started praying. He said that when he got back into his body, his voice picked up the prayer that he had started. And he said at that moment, he got born again. Had he died, we would say he died, you know. Not willing that any should perish. I just got a word. And don't worry, oh, maybe some of your relatives that even died before, you know, you know, God has always had a people on the earth that are praying. That is the power, is one of the reasons why Satan has four tongues. From 1901 in, in, in Topeka, Kansas, to 1906 in um, uh, Azusa Street, Azusa in Los Angeles, till today. There is no time on the earth where God doesn't have some people praying. There are not many, relatively, to the number of people on the earth, but they are praying. And many times God is using that prayer, snatching people, snatching them, snatching them. Then reveal himself to them, then they die and go to heaven. But please, they don't go to hell. I'm not saying that happens to everybody. But I am saying we can make a difference by our prayer and by our intercession. Are you listening to me? Take it very seriously. Take it very, very, very seriously. Pray a lot in tongues. You know, apart from what our own normal prayer requests, even in between, just be praying. You don't know who you're saving. He will hear the prayer of the destitute. He will not despise their prayer. And he will loose those that are appointed unto them. You will live, you will not die. Your family will live and they will not die. See, the stubborn ones and the people who don't accept Christ, sometimes the, what they think God can only do for them is get them to the jars of hell. Let them see. <laughs> My immediate junior brother, Cowardy, he's, he's been dead now for many years. I can never forget. My wife and I went to see him in my mom's house in Ilukweju. He'd been sick. 
and he was sickness was severe. When I remember, sometimes I still want to cry, but you know, I won't cry. So he said, Olibi, thank you for coming to see me. And Sarah. He said, um, I wish God could give me another chance. I said, God, it's okay. I prayed with him. Sinner's prayer. He had actually accepted Christ. It's just I didn't follow up. You know, so I said, you know, pray. I said, don't worry. God will, God will look after you. Don't worry. He said, you know, God could just give me another chance. I would just set things right. I said, it's okay, God. It's all right. Don't worry. You know, my wife and I prayed for him. It was barely a few hours he died. But I know he didn't go to hell. All that time he was sick, I was praying for him in the spirit with fasting. Your prayers are not wasted. Pray. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.